listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 233. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who we have learned is not allowed to deal with numbers before 7 a.m. Correct. We did learn that today. Yeah. It is irrelevant how we learned it, but now we know it. Uh, John Brownstone. <laughs> this week, we're talking about three types of service that a submissive may be wired for and or a dom may prefer. Proactive, reactive, and anticipatory service. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. You're back for another week. Welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter, at LovingBDSM, on FetLife, at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram, at that handle I will forever fucking hate, <laughs> LovingDS and the number one, that's LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday, the Wednesday before it comes out on Friday, if you like a sneak peek. Uh, all links are in the show notes. A big shout out as always to our kinky patrons on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see you. We love you. We thank you for your support. If you would like access to a special monthly podcast, a special monthly live stream, uh, a patron only discord server and sneak peeks at everything we do, you can join us on Patreon for as little as $2 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash killalords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or use the link in the show notes. Okay, so I don't think I have any announcements again this week. Hmm. Um, I'm just happy we have an official topic and that we're not completely rambly. I am speaking faster than I normally do. I just learned and realized and kind of heard myself. Uh, so I apologize now. Um, I know some people do listen to us, either podcast or video, and they speed us up and... Mm -hmm. On days when I'm moving a little bit, like, I'm a little bit more laid back, I can understand that. But when I'm going full force, if you can speed me up and still understand me, I'm a, I'm probably sound like a hamster. Okay, so our topic this week is about, it's something I have vaguely mentioned because I'm fascinated by it. Okay. I've used the term a few times, anticipatory service, and how that can mm -hmm. get you in trouble. And we will talk about that. <laughs> when I say you, I mean me as a know-it-all sassy baby girl who thinks that she's got shit figured out. Um, anyway, but I wanted to kind of do this topic on its own. Um, I did not come up with these words or this concept. I don't know where they came from, but I know what inspired me. And it's something I've been thinking about since I read this book and since we did the review. So the phrasing of where I got this from is from a workbook um, by Luna Carruthers of Submissive Guide, a site we highly recommend called Submissive Reflection, A Journey of Rediscovery and Affirmation. I believe you can get this workbook as an electronic one if it's something you end up being interested in, but we have the physical printed one. It is a large book. It is a workbook. I'm kind of tempted to do it, like to actually do the workbook. I'm tempted. I've you got, should. I've got thoughts. Anyway. Okay. So within the book, there's a ton in here. If anybody's interested in the book itself, um, I've linked to our video review of it in the description box on YouTube and the show notes uh, for podcast listeners. It was part of like a stack of books that mm. we reviewed. Um, but I did give you that link if you want to know more about the book itself. But um, it's actually a piece 
that was written for the book by Tequila Rose, mm. um, who is a longtime kinkster and submissive. Um, and I am not going to try to um, explain this in my own words when it was already explained quite well in this book. So let's talk about what the basics of these three ideas are, reactive service, proactive service, anticipatory service. Then let's talk about how we view it and some things maybe others out there can be thinking of um, in order to decide what you like, what you don't like, pros and cons of, of uh, all of these. I do think, so the way this book is written, the way the definitions are written, it is in terms of service submission. I think these things can absolutely uh, relate to sexual submission as well. Mm -hmm. You can react, you can be proactive, you can try to anticipate in any form of serving or submitting to another person. Most of the language we will probably use today will be around service, um, doing what you're told kind of stuff. Um, but here we go. So reactive service um, is about uh, immediate obedience. An example of this is a dominant tells a submissive to do laundry and that is all the submissive does. They do a load of laundry and they do nothing else. They did the one thing that mm. they were asked. So it's it's basically following right. a, a structured order. And you don't decide anything for yourself and you mm. only do what you're told when you're told. Let me back up also. I think all of these will be on a spectrum from a little bit to a lot. There will be a lot of ways to uh, call something reactive or proactive, but mm -hmm. in general, you don't do anything until you're told to do it, okay? Proactive is what they consider the opposite side of the spectrum of reactive service. Um, it's knowing what needs to be done and doing it without having to be told when to do it. So an example, uh, going back to the laundry thing, is the submissive doing the laundry and then cleaning up the kitchen and then working on this. So they know they have to do laundry, but they know mm -hmm. these other things are their responsibility and they just do them. Kind of like you folding the sheets last week without me having to tell you. That is a really good example. <laughs> so something about sheet folding, just man, neither of us wants to fucking do it. Mm -mm. Um, we'll both willingly wash the sheets. Yes. Nobody wants to fold them. Um, and for a while it was very reactive. If you told me to fold them, exactly. I would fold them. And then I realized because I don't really in most cases, I don't like reactive stuff. I'd rather be mm -hmm. proactive. I went, he's gonna ask me, let me just do it. <laughs> that was an example of me moving down the spectrum from reactive to proactive. <laughs> and then the third one, which is one I wish I could make work all the time, and I can't, but I do try, is called anticipatory service. Um, the way the um, Tequila Rose said it in the book is that it's mm -hmm. a bit tricky because some people think proactive service is anticipatory and it's not quite, they are two different things. So um, they reached out to another kinkster they know who could explain it better. And, it's, and that person said, in my definition, proactive service does not equal anticipatory service. Anticipatory service would be the submissive postulating the next need, want, or desire of the dominant before the dominant knows they need, want, or desire it which is where you get into trouble. Initially, knowing what the dominant likes is the submissive's responsibility with this service. Proactive service is designed around the idea that the dominant trains the submissive to know what the dominant's needs, wants, and desires are so they can fulfill them in the manner they like. Um, also, initially knowing what the dominant likes is the dominant's responsibility with this service. So I really like that breakdown. I like mm -hmm. both. I, 
I want, I do, we follow proactive most of the time. Yeah. I like anticipatory because it gives me like a hit of dopamine when I get it right. <laughs> like it sucks when you get it wrong, but oh, it feels good when you I get it say, right. What about when you get it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are the basic definitions. So um, it's important. I think the, the way this workbook lays it out is for submissives to figure out kind of who they are and what kinds of service might be out there. Um, but I think the other side of that that sometimes gets forgotten in these things is what does the dominant want? <laughs> I have, so I can give you a clear example of the difference in relationships with this. My first DS relationship, mm -hmm. dude before you, um, he was very much a reactive person. He did not okay. want me doing anything until I was told to do it. Now we had a very specific DS that was not because of the nature of our long distance relationship and how mm -hmm. new it was, because we were not together that long. It was mostly sexual. There was a little bit of service, but not all encompassing like you and I have. So he and I would lay out the parameters and the expectations. Um, so there could be some proactive stuff, but most of the time what he wanted me to do was ask for permission, even if I could have been proactive with something or wait to be told what to do. That was the level of control he wanted. And mm. for a newbie submissive in sub frenzy, <laughs> not understanding who I am now as a submissive, that was really exciting. I try to imagine now, could I have done that long-term? And I don't think so. Because gotcha. the nature of our relationship mm -hmm. is very much uh, proactive service, and then I try to sneak in some anticipatory because it makes me feel good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so proactive is when we have sat down and you've told me what you want, we've talked mm -hmm. about what we're both willing to give and receive and what we both want to do, what we're both willing to do. You have shown me the things that you want me to do and how you want me to do them, and then you just sort of let me get on with it. Pretty much. And then you only step in if either I just don't do something at all. Right. Or I come to you and say, I'm having a problem, a problem. with this. Right. That is my preferred style. Mm -hmm. um, it allows me a lot of autonomy, which I, I personally want in any relationship, but I like having that autonomy. I like having that sense of responsibility. Um, it means it also, I believe, helps with my anxiety. I'm not guessing, I'm not waiting, and I'm not wondering. With reactive, mm. with the way I've done it in the past, there was a lot of waiting and wondering. And then if I was a little too antsy and asked too many questions too soon, there was a bit of pushback, which again, was sexy in that context. But mm -hmm. for me, for everyday life, that would not it work. It just wasn't working. Right, so and, proactive allows me to plan my day. I know what I need to get done for you, for mm -hmm. us. I know what I need to get done with the rest of my life and I can fit it in. Sneak it, right. So anticipatory is exactly, I agree completely with this definition. It's thinking, I know what makes John Brownstone happy. I will do this thing. I'd say 75% of the time I'm right, maybe 80%. For a, a good percentage of the time you are, you, you do hit the nail on the head, yes. But it's when you get it wrong that it really sucks. It ain't pretty. <laughs> because then you have absolutely, it, an argument can be made you've gone outside of your dynamic as a submissive, you've just decided what your dominant needs or wants without mm -hmm. their input. 
it could it could be not great. You can royally fuck that up. <laughs> kind of like making assumptions. Oh, it's, abs- it's anticipatory service is completely about making assumptions. Yes. The difference is, is that most of those assumptions are based on past information. Mm-hmm. I can absolutely see an argument where there would be kinksters who would go, oh, anticipatory service isn't even power exchange to me. Um, I, For me, I would disagree because it's about the service less so than the submission, Mm -hmm. but I can see that argument because it is me making a decision with no direct input. Past input, knowing my partner, sometimes knowing what you need better than you need it, (laughs) but that's still a slippery area. So that's how I see it. How as a dominant receiving this and guiding the power exchange where do you fall? What is your preference? What have you done? Tell us everything. Um, <laughs> for the most part, your anticipatory service <laughs> is is not bad. Your, your your game's not bad. I try to be very careful. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think you hit it on the mark more times than not mm-hmm. because you do know me so well. Right. I feel like that that's a level of service or submission that only works when you like really know one another. Right. <clears throat> but when you put yourself out on a limb. It's a risk. And make assumptions. It's a risk. You're, you're in a high-risk area there. And then here's what happens from my perspective. Mm-hmm. I was trying to make my daddy happy. I was doing something for him. He did not appreciate it because he did not even consent to the fucking thing. I just went off and, like, did it. Right. But now my feelings are hurt because, well, I was trying to do a nice thing. Mm. I was doing this in the name of service. Mm. Mm-hmm. And a couple times you have actually said, yeah, but did I ask for that? Right. And, man, that'll bring you right back down to earth. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it can be a slippery slope. Yes. So what is your preference? So I think anticipatory is the slippery slope. It is the, mm-hmm. it is, maybe there are some people out there who can just do it and they make it work. I would I would love to meet those people and then ask a lot of questions like how long have you been together because <laughs> yeah, right. I think there's going to be years of a relationship there. So the two most common are going to be proactive and mm-hmm. reactive. And again, a huge swath in the middle of a combination. I would say you and I fall on proactive. Every once in a while there's reactive. You want me to start doing something new. Mm-hmm. We're doing something sexy and you want total control like that. That's where I say these things definitely come into play in sexual yeah. submission as well. Your preference, like if you could live your best, perfect, dominant life, which is your which is your top? Which what do you love? Um, I think I I I do like the proactive. Okay, because at that point, um, I'm not gonna lie, it it's got that routine aspect. Mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. there's expectations right. there's yeah. there's even accountability right mm-hmm. because you 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 know what needs to be done and without having to tell you 
per se, you take care of it. Right. You know, kind of like the sheets. I was I was all set to tell you, baby girl, I need to get those sheets folded for the end of the day today. And, and I got my dopamine hit I, by just fucking doing it. I, I walked in there and <laughs> there they were, all folded. I know. And th- so I'll tell you this. So like we said, that started out as reactive. You told yeah. me I did it. There might have been a little grumbling because nobody fucking likes to fold sheets, <laughs> but we do it. We do it. So when I saw that they needed to be done, at first I went, oh, he's going to fucking tell me. Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do this. But you're, you were going to tell me and I would do it. Like there's not a reason for me to go, I do not consent to folding the sheets. Like that's. No, it's just a, oh, I don't feel like doing this. Um, and I went, but wouldn't it? And, th- and then I guess I fucked my own mind. And my own mind fuck here. Because yeah. then I went, wouldn't it be cool to do it? And one, not have to be asked. And two, see the look on his face. Because he will. Because I am not, I don't have any chill. I am not smooth. If I do something that I know I'm going to be asked to do. And I do it early. I do it without being asked. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to you a lot like a little kid. Did you see that thing on the did you see i wonder if you notice something different around here because i am looking for my recognition because that's where i get the that absolute feel good sense of satisfaction and i feel i feel in my submissive feelings on the positive side because i'm like oh my daddy noticed mm-hmm. i did this thing it does help we've talked about this in the past right. but you always show gratitude and appreciation yeah like you always acknowledge stuff mm-hmm. so i know i'm gonna get that so it's like i need you to know i did this thing that one i did i was quiet about yeah you were i, I you just kind of went mm-hmm. you 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 were you were um the anticipatory <laughs> well um Mixed considerations, and I think I would lean towards it more under certain circumstances, and I'll get into that okay. in a little bit. Um, I mean, as far as the anticipatory, it's, it is kind of nice, um, you know, when you know me well enough, my coffee habits, mm-hmm. okay, when you, you know, you know, oh, daddy, you... you ready for another cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, or you, you whip up a lunch you know I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those, in, in that aspect. And I do that with a little bit of subtlety. It's not total anticipatory because mm-hmm. I will, I have a thought. I know what I'd like to do. I believe you would enjoy it. But right before, I'll do a quick check-in. Like, hey, mm-hmm. how, about, how about I make lunch? How about I make this for lunch? Or I'll ask. I know you're out of coffee. I know you're, like, sucking on the ice cubes down there. Yeah. But I have learned the hard way not to make an assumption. And I'll say, I'll make you a cup of coffee if you'd like. So that you know I'm thinking about it. But you right. still have the ability Mm-hmm. to say yes or no. Now, there are times, speaking of coffee, it's our love language if you're new here. I don't <laughs> yes. know. Um, you, I was out and about doing errands, and most of the time, coffee comes home with me. And you were like, yeah, I want my, my usual. And I'm like, okay. And you did get an iced mocha, but yeah. you got an iced mocha from the good coffee place. Uh, like yes. the expensive coffee place. 
And that was the a, special coffee. The place. special coffee place. That was an assumption I knew I could make because right. I understood all of the details around it. I understood it had been a month since we'd been there. Mm-hmm. I understood that this was not. It was not like you had made plans to go Saturday. You know there. There was nothing else that could interfere with it, and it was a place you liked. Now, I will right. not experiment on your coffee or anything else <laughs> uh, as a surprise. Just won't do it. But when I have that information from all the times past, mm-hmm, and I have mm-hmm. the total context of the entire situation, in this case, it's about coffee, but it yeah. could be about anything, then I tend to feel safer doing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So unreactive. Okay. Now the the folding the fucking sheets was totally <laughs> reactive. That is not. So here's my observation. You tell me your perspective. Okay. My observation is that you prefer reactive, or you we work in some level of reactive mm-hmm. uh, in sexy kinky fuckery times. Which I love that shit because I'm usually lost anyway. Like, just tell me what you want me to do. <laughs> um, uh, and when our power exchange has ebbed more than its float, <laughs> and I get a sense that you're trying to reclaim that, get us back on track, mm-hmm. you'll start telling me to do things that are outside the routines and tasks I already know I need to do. Correct. So I'm reading that correctly. Mm-hmm. What it, What are you thinking? How are you feeling when you start doing reactive kind of stuff or looking for reactive stuff? How do I feel? Um, I I think when I'm in that mode, for me, mm-hmm. it it strength strengthens my my dominant side. Mm. Okay. And uh, yeah, it. it 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 brings me into that headspace mm-hmm. to be telling me what to do. Yes. Does uh, my reaction to that deepen that, make it stronger, or is that just sort of part of it? It's just a. Um, it's all part of the same thing. It, it in some instances it makes it stronger. Mm-hmm. It depends on the the headspace I'm in too. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know it it can be. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. I... <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think there could be combinations of these things, as we've said, because it's yeah. all a spectrum of right. a little bit to a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are uh, examples in the bedroom when we're getting naked and we're getting kinky. Mm-hmm. There are things that I know always happen because you've already kind of trained me, right. air quotes around that word, um, to do that. I know that once I'm naked, unless you tell me specifically otherwise, when you say get on the bed, I'm, I need to be face down, ass out, ready for a spanking. I also mm-hmm. know that if you do something different, what I need to do is to actually ask and not anticipate and not be proactive. I need to wait. Um, there will be times that you will, over the knee spankings, whew, haven't had one of those in a while, um, you'll get in your position on the bed for an over the knee spanking. I always right. double check because my spatial skills are bad. I'm like, which side do I come in at? Mm. Mm. And you always like guide me. And then once we're there, 
I know the I know the position to hold myself in so you're comfortable and I'm comfortable. I know I know certain things because I've learned those things through experience. So sometimes we call it training and sometimes it is direct training. Uh, proactive service lends itself to it. You learn how to do the things or you learn what the things are that your dominant wants you to do and then you do them, but there's that learning stage. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's direct. Here's the thing, do the thing, memorize the thing. And sometimes it's experiential. It's you went through the experience enough times, you've learned what works best for both of you. Um, it's sort of like when it's been so long, when we're in the dungeon and I'm on the cross, usually when I'm on the cross, mm -hmm. I know that when a certain song comes on, I know if I stand a certain way, there will be a drum solo on my ass. Yeah, That is very proactive. I'm getting myself in the position. I'm not waiting to be moved or you know, told to do anything. I'm just doing it because I, I know from experience what is gonna happen. Now, that can fall into anticipatory mm -hmm. on a sexual side, on a kinky side because I am having to make an assumption there and I have been corrected. Um, but that's usually when you want me to be a little bit off balance. That's usually yeah. when you're like, oh no, the sadist came to play, we're fucking <laughs> with the head. And things that on one level on, on a different night, I would have called proactive. I'm, I'm doing what I know we do become anticipatory because of how you react to it. Like on a mm -hmm. Tuesday, you reacted this way. Oh, we could call that proactive. On a Wednesday, you acted a whole different way. And now I'm like, oh, I anticipated wrong, didn't I? And that's a really weird yeah. gray area. <laughs> yeah, it is. And 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 I'm, I'm, I'm gonna like get back to that a little bit uh, because somebody in, in the chat asked if I punish anticipatory mm -hmm. um my answer to that is it depends mm -hmm. <laughs> it depends greatly um because like we said for the most part you do tend to get your anticipatory service correct most of the time most of the time <laughs> but i can read the room wrong it does happen and it, it totally does happen happens. Um, there was a time she was approached with a question from somebody in this house and it tread directly on something that I do. It is my responsibility. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, yep. And it had come at a point that I was already working my my schedule through to do what I had to do and unbeknownst to me something totally different had been agreed upon had been decided yeah not just thought about talked about it was decided done done I'll take care of it don't worry <laughs> he's still hot about it y'all <laughs> I don't know if you can see the glimmer in his eyes but for yeah. YouTube folks. Mm. So in that case, it did not go well. No. It, w it was not well received because this was a little bit more than anticipating what kind of coffee I would like. This, mm -hmm. you know, um, this was a little bit more than anticipating, oh, well, I know he likes these particular foods for lunch and I'm going to make one of them for him. Mm -hmm. This, this was totally stepping into the bounds of something that 
I do and making the final decision <laughs> on it. Yeah, and now here's here's a little bit con of context. The, it was in the middle of a gray area between our DS and us as parents, where mm -hmm. in our parenting life, there is no power exchange. We are on absolutely equal footing, which is also its own gray area because I want to constantly defer <laughs> to John Brownstone. <laughs> and the only time that I struggle with it the most, except when I think I'm dead ass fucking right, <laughs> is as a parent. So I actually guard against that always deferring to him in pa mm -hmm. parenting decisions because I do have strong opinions about that. And so it did also land in that gray area. So it was mm -hmm. all kinds of complicated. Anticipatory can get complicated, which right. is why I think a mix, that that meshing of proactive and anticipatory, that, gr that line where one goes from one to the other is so important because a quick check-in prior to that but see, and now here's the problem <laughs> with when you decide what your part, your dom would want before you've actually asked them. Uh, <laughs> when you don't actually know, I was very defensive because not only was it the parenting side, I was dealing with a kid and a decision got made. I, my defense in all of it was that I took on a hundred percent of the responsibility for it. I purposefully made decisions where no extra work was on John Brownstone, no extra time was taken on John Brownstone's routine. I was taking care of all of it and I was eliminating some family stress over something that I still don't know why we stress over so much. So <laughs> when the when it blew up and it was the Dom against the mom. I mean, it was it was Dom v. Mom here because he came at me all daddy Dom. What the fuck are you doing making decisions? Why aren't you talking to me? You didn't even ask. Who gave you permission? And the submissive in me went, oh. But the mom in me went, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and that is a really tricky spot to be in. And thankfully we don't yeah. have to be in it very often. No. And thankfully it was over something really mild. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it did it is a moment where it just sometimes anticipating what without ever getting any input from your partner of what they would want. And that in the live stream chat Nixia was saying, you know, how do, what is the difference? Because isn't proactive and anticipatory, anticipatory, aren't they the same things? Not really. Based on the definition in the book I quoted from, and I like that definition, proactive, I know what you want. I know what you expect. I do things based on that. Anticipatory, I'm making assumptions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I might not even know what you want. And in this True. case, I didn't know what you wanted. I was like, oh, I will go over here and serve and fix a problem he doesn't even know about so he can't even have an opinion on the problem. <laughs> problem solved without him even getting to weigh in with what he thought about it and tell me what he wanted. And that is a moment where it blows up in your face. Mm -hmm. And we, it got, it got heated, it got very heated. Neither of us won, neither of us lost. We actually did a negotiation in the middle of yelling at one another. Yeah. <laughs> we, we solved did. it for the next time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I think in something like that, and, I, and, and here's what I'm going to say about that. I, I think anticipatory service has a, a good place. 
I think uh, yes, and I think okay. sometimes it comes from a, a very I, I, good place I, as well. I think it comes from a good place. It it, it comes from the heart. It, it comes from you know the the, the wanting to serve, mm-hmm. uh, um, mm-hmm. to make somebody happy. Um, I think you know because of using that particular circumstance mm-hmm. as as a a guidepost maybe mm-hmm. because. In a sense, it was kind of taking a step beyond, mm-hmm. you know, knowing certain things. Um, when you start getting into the ground of assumptions, I think at that point, there is where you need to say, um, Daddy, sir. Ma'am, I, I had this thought. I think it would be right. You know, I I would like to do this mm-hmm. for you. Right. Or what do you think of this? Uh, that's my. Yeah. That is my go-to. What do you think of this? Right. And and I think that would kind of, mm-hmm. you know, ease those moments when it it you know. If you so here's the thing, <laughs> everything you do in power exchange is going to be a learning moment. There's going to be a learning curve to it. Reactive to me, from a submissive standpoint, can be the easiest because you, you truly, you're just waiting to be told what to do and then assuming it does not fall outside of your boundaries, you just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is still communication required there because sometimes you need clarification. Right. Um, I, <laughs> I, I don't, when I use the word train, I do not mean in a power exchange way. I mean in the, uh, you got used to a thing because I did it over and over again. You have gotten much better at being very explicit and very clear when you ask me to do something because don't give me gray area. Oh, of I have too many I questions. Know, and and you will find a loophole in a heartbeat. Yeah, but I don't as a <laughs> as a baby girl with some sass, a loophole's fun. As a submissive, as a service submissive, I don't want a fucking loophole. I want to do it right yeah, the first time. True. So in reactive mm-hmm. kind of situations, again, where I'm just I just do what I'm told. The clearer you can be, the better. Because then sure. I'm not walking around confused about what did this mean, what did that mean. Now, there is still a responsibility on me as a submissive. If I am unclear, I have to ask follow-up questions. Mm-hmm. And I have come across, not in my own power exchanges, yes, I did. The first Dom, because he was very much into that, just do what I tell you to do. There were times when I asked clarifying questions and I did not get satisfying answers. And I was too new and I was too frenzied. To, to go, but wait, what? And it wasn't that he was setting me up to fail, because that is a thing that could happen where mm-hmm. I won't give you the information. Let's just see what happens. He wanted me to have more faith in myself than I did. But gotcha. understanding myself now better, that actually does not work for me because it leads to too many questions and my anxiety can kick in. And then I'm sort of paralyzed and I can do nothing. Because mm-hmm. if any decision I make could be the wrong one, then I can't make a decision. Yes, the opposite of that is true. Any decision I make could be the right one, but my brain doesn't work that way. So. <laughs> well, it, it's just like the last time I did at tell you to fold the sheets. Mm-hmm. All right. Told you, baby girl, I want them folded before the end of the day today. And I want them placed on the chest at the foot of the bed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was extremely clear. Mm-hmm. And I, on a one-off thing or a brand new thing, I love that. Now, as we talked about earlier, my 
preferred way of doing things is proactive. Make I want to know what I need to do, and then I just want to do them. Mm-hmm. Now, in that sense, I have to communicate differently than in the reactive. And the reactive is my job to be uh, to ask questions when I don't understand mm-hmm. what I've been told. Once we're in proactive stage where we sat down, we figured out together the things that I'm going to do. This is my routine. These are the expectations you have. These are the things you want me to do. These are the things I agree to do. Also, early in our relationship, you showed me how you want me to do them, like how to make your coffee and certain things that you have very clear preferences Mm -hmm. on. Once you get past that initial, and that's a good time for a lot of questions and a lot of practice and a lot of working through that. Mm -hmm. Once Mm -hmm. we got past that point, it was just sort of mine to do. Uh, communication from my side became very much a, if something is going to delay this, work, migraine, kids thing, something, I have to speak up. Because what happens if there's this list of expectations and he's letting me sit, he's sitting back and just trusting me that I will get it done and that's what I'd prefer. If I can't get it done and I don't say anything about it, it looks like I just didn't do it and I didn't care. There's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of assumptions that can be made. So, um, and I cannot fall back on the, well, surely if he just watched, he'd see how busy I am. No, that's a a tired vanilla game. We're not playing that around here. Mm -hmm. So two things have to be true. I have to be able to go, hey, this is happening. And either look ahead in my day and go, whoa, all this stuff is Mm -hmm. happening and it's gonna throw a wrench into these things I normally do. Or the moment I realize there's a problem and I can get to a point where I can say something, I have to go, that did not happen today, but here is why. The other side of that from a, a dominance perspective and definitely clarify and correct is you have to be flexible. You know, oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Because life fucking happens. I get right. very, I have, do not have a lot of patience for people who live in some sort of weird little bubble where they think their power exchange fantasies happen 24 fucking seven. Real mm-hmm. life will real, slip re, in. Real life will and slip fuck in you over. And, and break that bubble real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what you get in in erotica, in the movies, in, in, in yeah. porn is a great visual eye candy or, you know, how, however you, you take it in. It's a wonderful thing, but real life ain't that way. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You know, uh, kid's going to get sick. Bill needs to be paid. You know, this, you know. Something caca, is not ca- going to get done. Caca going to happen and, you know, something's got to give. Right. So, you know, yeah, it, it's, um, you know, there there is a difference between willfully not performing a task mm-hmm. um, as, you know, something happened, you know, car ran out of gas and... <laughs> right. You know. And it still all involves communication. Right. Um, it, if you are capable of it, may also involve some flexibility. Now, I know there are people out there that they cannot do anything other than a very prescribed routine. If it gets thrown off, it throws them off. I, in my worst moments of anxiety, when my mental health is like in the fucking tank, I can relate a little bit. But for me in general, everyday life, even if I don't like to be flexible, sometimes I have to be. (laughs) But it is true also of uh, the dominant that sometimes you have to be flexible because these these things will interfere. The outside world will absolutely interfere. Um, You can, I find, 
be accepting of the need for flexibility and still not like it. (laughs) You and I are two of the most routine oriented people. We are. I know. We are. Uh, And yet, and we get very cranky. I think that's one of the things that attracted me (laughs) me to you initially. Very much a to-do list on schedule. Do these things the same way, same time every day. Yes. we get very cranky when the routine gets fucked up, or mm-hmm. when we when we're in that um, transition between an old routine and finding a new routine. Like we don't. I I, I think, yeah. Um, <laughs> There's a well, lot of crankiness then. There 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 is. I I think more so when it just gets mucked up for some reason. Mm-hmm. If if it's more of a controlled change where. We are controlling the change. Yeah. It's not as bad. No, we have better. You have better perspective. I still, my head gets all spun mm-hmm. up, and you have to bring me back down. Yeah. But we might not like it, but we understand it. We do not. Uh, routine gets fucked up. Life happens. We do not look at it and go, "Oh no, our entire power exchange is ruined." Now we just go, "Oh, this really Sh- sucks." Time to shift gears. Time to shift gears. Mm-hmm. Um, and that. And that does mean going through, for us, a very minor, I don't want to use pain, but pain. Growing, yeah. Growing. Uh, annoyance, yeah. inconvenience of switching those things over. Um, but that's, for us, that's why these things, the the proactive way really does work. Because a routine can be set because the expectations have already been set. Yeah. But there doesn't need to be um, the constant high touch of... Did you do that? Go do that. It is time to do that. Why are you not doing that at this specific time like you're supposed to? It's like I, I, there's, there is flexibility built into um, a proactive type of service. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to understand this from both sides because it's not just how a submissive sort of wants their submission to be and how they want to um, receive instruction or control or power or dominance from their partner. I think it also plays into how the, it absolutely plays into how the dominant relates in a relationship. Many dominants I I meet that are new think it is a hundred percent. I have to tell you what to do every moment of every day. And they become overwhelmed by it because Mm -hmm. unless you are wired that way and you really enjoy that, it's gotta be overwhelming. And there there are some people who want to be micromanaged and there are people who enjoy to be the micromanager. Yes, exactly. And that and that's right. this is not to negate that, but what I'm saying is yeah. if you think that's all that dominance is, it's no wonder to me that many newer dominants get very overwhelmed, think they're not really dominant because sure. that's not what they want. On the other end of the scale though, mm-hmm. how many newbie, let's put let's bring out our air quotes, air quote doms have we met? who genuinely believe, well, I'm the dominant, you should just know. Who the fuck are you? I know. And uh, listen to a podcast, read a book, watch a video, educate your fucking self. No. Yeah. No. And and I, I yeah, I, I get a, a good laugh out of that because it's, you know, um, yeah, what are they supposed to have done? Take, take you know, psychic... One on one courses? Right. It's like, uh, to, uh, just take, do what, do everything. You should just know. I, mm, I can feel a rant coming on. It's the worst end of anticipatory service because it sets everybody up for failure and disappointment. Mm-hmm. It's as if no communication is required. Yeah. 
what? And it's the it is it is the genuine worst part of anticipatory. Mm-hmm. There's never uh, none of that. None of the good stuff. None of the we built a relationship, we built trust. I think I can anticipate your needs even if I fuck it up. It yeah. is you should just know. I don't have any I don't have any fucking time for that. Um I do think that one figuring out which of these three reactive proactive anticipatory if those terms resonate with you i think it's important on both sides of the slash Mm -hmm. i think that you do not have to be stuck in a single box if you like reactive if you like giving direct instruction or you like hearing direct explicit instruction that's great doesn't mean you can't play with other forms doesn't mean that in certain parts of your life the your preferred preferred form just won't work sometimes it just won't and you can you can have a whole range of the way submission service on whatever level that means to you as a submissive can can occur um i think we are very firmly in proactive that's like that's mm-hmm. at the bell curve. We're absolutely at the top. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 But we play with reactive. I try anticipatory. I'll tell you one. You get burned by your anticipatory. It'll be a while before you want to assume anything. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> that last argument, I started checking in a lot more. And on on real basic things that you knew I knew the answer. Right. But I was like, I'm not fucking this shit up. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> nope. um though and this is not directly related to reactive proactive anticipatory but it is something that that we as part of the discussion the last time the anticipation the assumption went oh so wrong um and i say this as a submissive to dominance of something to keep in mind because when i said it to you i could see a light bulb go off because i don't think it was something you had considered now not every submissive is like this I could just be speaking for just myself, but I think more people, there are people out here like this. So if you relate, here you go. Um, If you, as a dominant, have a submissive partner who has made it clear that they really enjoy serving, they really enjoy taking care of their partner, that is um, a key element of who they are or who they are as a submissive. Um, And it's very important to them. My experience has been on an individual level that when it comes to power exchange, Mm -hmm. when it comes to um, whether I have the freedom to to make some decisions or I'm trying to anticipate even when I'm failing, every bit of that is with my dominant in mind. It is what does John, what will make John Brownstone happy? What Mm -hmm. does John Brownstone usually like? What does he need? What am I watching him go through? How can I serve, help, care for, all those things? I'm not saying dominance do not think this way. I'm just speaking on this side of the slash right now. What happens is that if I try to anticipate, I I make an assumption based on all of that and I get it wrong, it is never with malintent. It is never to piss you off. It is never to be a, a bratty person who doesn't want to actually submit. Yeah. It was a decision made in good, bad, complicated, in, lighthearted. In good faith. So in to total speak. good faith. And I also, and this is a discussion you and I go back to sometimes personally, 
is that that's also a huge amount of both a responsibility and a privilege for a dominant because what it means is that your submissive, if they are wired similarly to this, may say yes to things, may bend to your will, may sign off on something, oh yeah, sure, I'll do that. Not because it's what they want, not because it's even best for them, but because they may be making those decisions from that place. So when it's time to get into that argument that you were totally gonna have at some point, it's just, it's just the nature <laughs> of life in relationships. Um, and your submissive misses the mark. I would, I think this is good life advice in general, but especially in this case, um, assume the best intentions. The outcome might not have been great though. Method might not have been great, but the intentions are usually it. pure. If your relationship is mostly good, the intentions were pure. Thro you did not do this, but man, I thought you were gonna come close. Throwing out the, I thought you were supposed to be the submissive around here, not helpful. Because if that submissive can even remotely relate to what I'm saying, mm -hmm. they thought they were being that for you. And it just went wrong. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I know that, I know that reaction because we've been there. And it was, and I was, by the end of it, I was not my best self and I was yelling and, but I was yelling that like, you don't understand what goes through my head when I'm trying to make decisions about what to do next and who needs to get taken care of because the way I'm wired and this is, this is what makes it 24 seven, even when I'm not bowing and kneeling and scraping and yes, daddying anything. Yeah. If it's not a direct parental decision, every decision I make is through the lens of how does this serve our relationship, how does this serve John Brownstone? Mm -hmm. And that's that's my wiring. And I'm happy to have that wiring, but sometimes it fucks up. And if the other person on the other side of the slash does not realize that, you can say some things that hurt. And you can have, you can view like anticipatory service going badly through a very negative lens. And I just, I put it out there because we went through it. Yeah. <laughs> I put it out there because yeah, we went through yeah, it. we did. So. We did. <laughs> okay okay so this it, it, we could go on and on sure and um even in um the live stream chat ignixie was talking about um a couple of terms i had not heard before mm -hmm. um so ignixie if you would like to dm or email me that could be something we look into and talk about later but it's all along these same lines um similar to this but mm. this the idea of reactive, proactive, anticipatory has been on my mind as phrases, as ways of looking at submission mm -hmm. since uh, we reviewed the workbook, Submissive Reflection, A Journey of Rediscovery and Affirmation by Luna Carruthers. Uh, links in the places to get to our review. And I'll try to link to the, the book. I might link to Luna's site Excuse for the me. book. I'm not sure um, for anybody who might be interested in it. I am kind of thinking truly because I do feel a little disconnected from being a submissive in some ways. Uh, a lot of life has gotten in the way. Uh, yeah. That I might. And this is a workbook that you can do with a partner, but it is designed specifically for a submissive to be reflective of who they are as a submissive. And so I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking I might do it. Um, hmm. So if anybody's interested in one, uh, the outcome of that, because if I do it, I will probably talk about it. Then just let me know, <laughs> comment, tweet at me, DM me, like whatever, whatever. Feel free to share your opinion of that. Um, but yeah, I think that 
that's enough. It's a basic rundown. It's our experiences yeah. with it. It's things to think about when you're figuring this out for yourself. Communication is key in everything. It's the most boring mm-hmm. thing we say, but it's the truest. Um, and yeah, so I think that's it. And yes, mm-hmm. we will do a bonus section. Good. I've got stuff to say this time. Wow. I know. fun. <laughs> All right. So we're good, baby girl? I'll let others decide. Keep Keep it kinky, kinky, y'all. And we'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) So video watchers get a little laugh, but podcast listeners don't understand that. I know. (laughs) Can I talk to the crickets, please? Yes, you may, baby girl. Thank you. I feel like I sped through that, but we talked for 50 minutes. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad I finally did that fucking topic. It can be off my mind now. I've got other topics. Don't worry. <laughs> um, are we doing an emoji of the week? I'm, I'm not creative enough to do an emoji of the week. So what I will say is you can send us or comment with, or however you connect with us, your top used emoji. I know what my, the person listening to the sound of my voice. Sorry, I was thinking about it. Your mind was somewhere else. I admit that, yes. So I know what my top used emoji is. If nobody will be shocked, it's the purple heart. I use that, that one and the, laughing till crying emoji those are my two mm-hmm. those are my two top, top two ones but yes your t- most used emoji if you're like how do i know if you are on your phone and you pop up your emojis it's usually like the very top i know on my phone it's the top left it's like the very first one it auto like shows up <laughs> so um okay i got stuff I feel yeah. weird because normally I'm like, what are you doing, Daddy? And I just like, wait, but like, I've got stuff. Yeah. So I started a new Instagram account. <laughs> actually, of course I you actually did. did that over a week ago. I forgot to mention it last week. Um, it's Kayla Lords Reads. Kayla Lords with an S on the end. Reads with an S on the end. Um, it is my book Instagram. I'm just sharing. I might share crafts that I do there, but probably not mostly sharing books. Um, all the types of books I read. So people, when I was first talking about this on Twitter ages ago, they were like, oh, share all the kinky books you read. And I was like, you vastly overestimate how many kinky books I read. And so I've shared some nonfiction. I've read some historical fiction. I've, I read fantasy. I'm sharing what's on my TBR to be read uh, list, which is mostly just stacks of books around me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did a um reader, author, Instagram scavenger hunt the other day. That was fascinating. (laughs) Um, I don't usually participate in Instagram things under my actual Kayla Lords account because I always worry if I show up to some nice vanilla person's Instagram page and start commenting, they're gonna click over and they're gonna see my ass. I don't want to traumatize people who did not ask to be traumatized. So that's another reason why I lurk a lot online. But this one I'm like, here I am. Here are my books. So yeah, Kayla Lords reads. The other thing I'm doing, um, so we don't talk about politics much uh, on this uh, show, but if you've been here for more than five minutes, you know which way we lean. You know how we feel. Um, and I always feel really helpless 
about that kind of stuff, about politics, about making change in the world, because the direct action kind of stuff, like making phone calls or whatever, is like so far out of my comfort zone that I shut down. And then somebody tweeted uh, about they were doing this postcard campaign uh, for get get out the vote campaigns around the country. And I went, you just you just write messages on postcards and you mail them. That sounds like admin work and writing combined. My two loves. And so I signed up for two. And by the time it's all done, I will have written messages on 300 postcards. <laughs> I've gone all out. I'm using my special Sharpie pens in a dark blue so it's nice and legible. I purchased Get Out the Vote stickers that are small enough to fit on the postcard. Um, I, on one campaign, I had to buy my own postcards. I got cute ones that just say, be a voter. Like, we're not telling anybody who to vote for. We're just like, please go vote. And so I'm super excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, like super, like, ridiculously excited. I've been stitching, cross-stitching. It's it's still the bottom corner of a, a massive thing. It doesn't really <laughs> look like anything yet. It's still a brown blob. But it's more of a brown blob. Yeah. Like, and I'm also working my ass off, but that's that goes without mm-hmm. saying. I don't have to tell you that every week. Um, yeah. 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 I got stuff going on. But yeah, if you care about the books I read, you, Kayla Lords reads. I, that's all I'm talking about. I'm just, I'm just sharing books I read. It's all. Mm. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> what have you got going on? Uh, I spent some time working on the website mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of kind of neat to dive into the back end, back end of that. Um setting up different variations for the products and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, again this week, I also kind of dove into the, the, the back end of Discord. Yeah, you did a lot. So for anybody whose ears just perked up, it is patron-only Discord because mm-hmm. we needed to keep it manageable. Patreon.com slash Lords there. Okay, go ahead. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, w- w- with the help of some of the, the, the community there, um, they gave me advice and pointed me in the right direction and was really helpful in, in getting that set up, um, set up specific rooms with sp- specific permissions and mm-hmm. added some new chat rooms and everything. And... Uh, yeah, you've been was, busy. Yeah. And I'm so grateful yeah. to you. <laughs> I'm so grateful to you for doing right. that. So, and uh, that's kind of been about it this week. Yeah, you've you had know. kind of a quiet week. Mm-hmm. We've, we've, mm-hmm. We had to focus on Saki a little bit. Saki the dog, if you yeah, happen to be yeah. new. Um, so, this was my annoyance this week. <laughs> especially after I had just, and it was not the vet's fault at all. No. The vet did their job and then the oh, yeah. vet online pharmacy did not. So he takes three medications for his heart failure. Um, the most important one, <laughs> the one he takes twice a day, uh, the vet had given us a refill for because the online pharmacy had a thing and we had to reorder that fine. I was getting emails from the online pharmacy. Here's your tracking. Here's your tracking. 
I went and checked it one more time. Cause it was like, oh gosh, we ordered that several days ago. Where's his heart medicine? Um, said it would arrive on September 8th. So when he ran out on September 7th, Labor Day, the vet's office was closed. I went, it's fine. I mean, it's not ideal, but it's fine. It'll it's be one more less day. than a day. Yeah. He'll get it. We'll get him right back on mm-hmm. it. it. He'll be no, no big deal. And then mail comes. I'm like, where, where is the dog's medicine? So then I go into the order place, the right. site, and the order had been canceled. No email had shown up, and I check my junk mail all the time. No notification. No notification. So, and then I try to order it again. I'm like, oh, did, was the credit card information wrong? Like that shouldn't be, but mm, no. Then I finally see, oh, it's out. It's been back ordered. You can't get it. Then I'm making a frantic call to the vet because they might not have any either. That does happen. And I'm like, what is the biggest prescription you can give me for this? Because I don't know when the online pharmacy will get more. We've already changed this prescription once because they ran out of one kind of it. And now we're getting another kind of it. And he has no heart medicine. The vet of course is amazing. I love our vet. Um, They hooked us up with as much as they could because they have to keep enough on hand for other patients and they run out sometimes. So, but I was just like, oh my God, I just want my dog to have his heart pill. <laughs> and he's been caught because he hadn't had it for like 24 hours. His cough got worse. So the medicine has to get back in his system. I think before that'll calm down. Saki, the dog is fine. Yeah. His parents were a little stressed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I, I just want to say something real. Cause I saw somebody say something way back early on in the um, live stream chat about YouTube and not getting notifications. Which is why I don't hit the notification bell. Well, here's here's what happened for 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 some of you that don't know. Um, I shockingly subscribed to quite a number of wood turning so many YouTubes, <laughs> and it it kind of became a joke with me because they all seem to drop their videos on Friday, and my email Friday morning I would wake up and a dozen or so email notifications from my uh, uh, you know from from the Turners and a fr- one Friday came and I had no emails nothing and I kind of just let it slide and didn't think anything about it until next week and the same thing happened so I went into YouTube and I checked all my settings. Settings are all there. I should be getting email notifications. Um, so then it happened again and I was like, okay, something's going on. So I did a search and come to find out they, they did not make an announcement of this, but apparently YouTube has determined that 0.01% of the people who receive those emails actually click through to watch the videos. Mm. So they have decided to discontinue sending email notifications. Yeah, they want you to do push notifications. They, they, they want you to put, put do the push notifications. So, you know, yeah, that, that's why those of you who say you're not getting the emails, that is why. YouTube has 
has discontinued that. So did you turn on push notifications? No, not yet. Mm. I hate I, push notifications I mean, on my be, phone. Because I, I because I don't I don't care for them myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very selective about what push notifications I get. Yeah. And I enjoyed when I watch the videos that I watch, I generally do it at my desktop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For so sure. it, it's very it, it's it's very convenient for me to sit you know, when I get the email and I, I just have like an allotted time, I'll sit down mm-hmm. and I'll just start going through the emails and watching the videos. Well, apparently you were part of a very select few that uh, actually uh, clicked Apparently so. I, 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 and see, that's frustrating because the <laughs> email would, if I, and not that I would, because I don't need any more email, thank you, but yeah. the email would be enough of a trigger to then go to the app or go to your browser and... Yeah open watch the video and know it's there and couldn't they make the connection between oh got the email watch the video right right i mean they're they're not going to convince me between google and youtube that they don't have enough technology to be able to uh, figure that out right right uh -uh, i know uh -uh. i know it's why i also am not convinced that google youtube all those things could not uh, conceivably do an adults only side of things instead of just trying to ban it wholesale. Like just, mm-hmm. there's too much fucking technology, but yeah. there's no incentive. So I mean, for, for me, I, I like getting the email. Um, I, as it is, I get enough notifications and I, on my phone and, and, uh, you know, I, iPad and, you know, the, the ones I do keep up with because of the social media platforms that we use, you know, somebody X just said on the, the thing, you know, that the, the push notifications are too easy to get lost. And they do, mm-hmm. you know, which is why I like like the email. Um, it's it's there in my email at any point I can, you know, go to it and it's and it's there in order. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm a little. And it's funny how everybody figures their own way through. So you prefer the email notifications. I don't like push notifications as well. Mm -hmm. I don't want email notifications unless I super, super care about it. And there's very little I care so much that's allowed to send me an email. But I create for myself routines where I have a very set routine of certain apps I check what am I looking for? YouTube being one of them. And I have certain times of the day, like there's there's my routine <laughs> habit making, forming thing coming out uh, in another way. So I don't, I just get into that, that habit. But I also have had to learn and recognize when it's detrimental. So I had to, I did not delete my Twitter. I still have all my Twitter accounts. I only check them from web browser on my computer because there are times of the day I'm just not there and I can then ignore mm-hmm. Twitter. So I deleted it off my phone because what was happening was in the rotation of which apps am I checking at this time while I've got time to scroll. Yeah. YouTube is definitely one of them. I'm looking to see what new videos have come out. I'm looking to see what videos are showing up in my recommended, blah, blah, blah. Instagram is one, sure, sure. But in between all of that, even when I didn't have anything else going on, I was always checking Twitter and it was not good for my headspace. And so that one I had to delete in order to get myself out of the habit. I could not look at the app there and just not tap it. (laughs) If it was there, it had to be open. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's my way around it. So I don't get push notifications. I don't get email notifications. I just have a very set routine of what apps I'm checking when. So what what this is telling me by what I'm seeing in in the chat, I I think YouTube needs to be barraged by 
people to tell them to bring back the email notification. <laughs> <laughs> we were part of the 0.01 person. Right? We matter. <laughs> so... Oh, we have, we talked about this at the top for YouTube folks, but uh, podcast listeners haven't heard. We have mm-hmm. a plumber. Yes. Arriving at some point this afternoon. Some which, point this afternoon. Which means I'm on kid pickup detail. Yes. I have to go get the Unless children. you want to stay here no, and be in plumber no, detail. No, no, I will, I will go battle pickup lines at schools. <gasps> oh, gosh. Um, yeah, no. But maybe, maybe sometime soon we will have a working dishwasher. And I don't mean the 15-year-old. I yeah. do not mean the 15-year-old. Right. Oh, and so uh, podcast listeners, uh, for you, this will be before this comes out. But tomorrow, Thursday, the 10-year-old becomes, becomes the 11-year-old. Yeah. And he is so funny. He's like, Mom, it was like two or three days ago. He goes, I'm just going to start calling myself 11. Yeah. It's like, I might as well just round up. It's so close. And I'm like, baby, you go right on ahead. And yeah, mm-hmm. you can call yourself 11. It's <laughs> fine. And then he um, he is our early bird. He will wake up super early. On the weekend, Labor Day weekend, he was waking up at like six something in the morning on his fucking own. The rest of us were not waking up. But he, um, he requested a SpongeBob cake. Mm-hmm. from the bakery. I'm not making a Spongebob yeah. cake. And he woke up this morning. It's the day before his birthday. And he his eyes just popped open. He basically jumped out of bed, which that is unusual. And he goes, I am so excited for tomorrow. And I was like, oh, I bet. You know, I bet you mm-hmm. are. And then I was like, what are you most excited for? He goes, I can't stop thinking about Spongebob cake. And I was like, fair, fair, fair. I stopped to finish getting his birthday presents got one thing and then there's a one more thing to go with it yeah so he is a kid who's still at nearly 11 loves stuffies and i need to find one that is worthy of um a kid who has a one stuffed animal that is the size of a toddler it's like a big like i'm, I'm not gonna get him one that big but it's like i can't get you like a little three or four inch thing that might fit in your pocket. We gotta get you something substantial because yeah. it's not really a birthday present right. if right. I don't get one big enough. So I still have to do that. That's the last thing I have to get. Yeah. And, and Silent Wing asks, won't the 15 year old still have to load the dishwasher? Yes. And the yes. Uh, and, and unload it, and as will the 11 year old, almost 11 year old. Right. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But right now we've got one of those drainer mat things that where you dry your dishes, air dry your dishes, and it takes up a lot of counter space. It's a little unwieldy for our plates, so our plates mm-hmm. come go crashing into the sink sometimes. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot. I am so tired of hand washing entire loads of I dishes. Am, I am <laughs> I'm too. so tired. Of, I know. I and it's funny because as a kid, we didn't. My mother was the dishwasher, and I. She said it was very soothing to her. Like it was a, kind of a. She could zone out, mm. and she did not mind washing dishes because she just yeah. zoned out and was in her own little world. But we didn't have a dish, I didn't have a dishwasher until I was like in my mid twenties. Yeah, mid easily mid twenties. Um, and now I'm like, how, how did we, how did we get through life before dishwashers? How? But I'm so glad that when I, the kids were babies and bottles and all that stuff that there was a dishwasher in our life. <laughs> I, it's easier to do now. But still a family of four. I'm ready mm-hmm. for the dishwasher to be fixed. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's a simple thing. I know. Hopefully I the know. person goes, oh, I just have to do be this knobby thingamajigger. And then ta-da, 
it works. And we, we paid for the privilege of the service call and the hourly labor charge. But hmm. so, um, yeah, I think, I think, um, I think that's it. Yeah. I feel like, I don't, I don't know if it's the sheer amount of caffeine I've had in three days. We're not even talking about what I had today. <laughs> but like, I, I feel like I'm moving fast. I think I'm talking fast. My thoughts are definitely moving fast. And I feel like I can't catch my breath, which is a little scary because that's yeah. usually a sign that anxiety's like, Sliding hey, girl, in. how you doing? Mm-hmm. And I don't have fucking time for that shit. We're, we're just going <laughs> to say it's the anticipation of the plumber arriving. Yeah, sure, we'll go with that. We'll okay. With that. All right. If he All fixes right. it. So we'll right. go with that. Um, so, uh, okay, so I was like, <laughs> what happens next? Uh, Friday, we have our YouTube hangout, hangout. 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, podcast mm-hmm. listeners, if you're able to attend, we'd love to have you too. And, of course, those of you who watch us on YouTube, come join the fun. Is there is there anything else? I think it's kind of a light week. Yeah. Kind of nice. Yeah. Last week there were three live streams. This week there's only two. That's a light week. <laughs> um, oh, I did have another thing. I'm not going to talk about it this time because it's more of a DSE thing, and I'd rather do that in a main topic anyway. So okay. some of the changes you and I are making. Ah, yes, yes. So that, that uh, we're, we're we're kind of given birth to in the hangout last week yes yeah. yes so yeah. but we'll talk about i think there, there will definitely be a video on it and or a podcast episode there will definitely be that yeah but so yeah we won't talk about that now but okay. yeah that's it okay i'm rambling i'm yes you are uh same shit different day is that, is that does that relate here does that fit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh thank you all for joining us for listening to the, especially to the bitter end um for being here yeah. for showing up mm-hmm. uh, for letting us be two weird people with an internet connection and a microphone uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to go get out of our kinky shirts before a plumber rings the doorbell that's yeah. what we're going to do mm-hmm. um, we will see you talk to you be with you in many different ways in many different places right. later mm-hmm. uh, we love you guys Yeah. bye, bye.